0: Malik Brown needs to start. I don't think that's a controversial statement, but maybe Jim Beheim thinks it is. Uh, but that guy needs to start, and maybe we'll talk about some other positions changing in that starting lineup as well. Syracuse with a win over Virginia Tech. We'll break it down on Lockdown. Syracuse starts right now.
1: You are locked on Syracuse. Your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Matt Bonaparte, Owen Valentine with you on your Thursday episode of Lockdown Syracuse. Thanks for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And Syracuse with a victory over Virginia Tech, 82 to 72, really should have been 82 to 69, but whatever. Um, I think that was the most complete game they played all year. I mean, that was probably the best game. They played all season, and if you're a a listener of this podcast that listens daily, by a couple times a week, whatever, you'll know that I often say I'm still waiting for that game where they put it all together and they figure it all out. I think that might have been this game. Um, The rotations seemed a little bit more structured than what we're used to recently. Guys who didn't play well didn't play. You didn't see a lot of Chris Bell. You didn't see a lot of Benny Williams. Uh, and it was because they just they didn't fit what the team needed uh, tonight and what I think it needs most of the time. And I like Benny a lot. I think he's a really good player that does fit into that lineup a lot of the time. But tonight, when you had a guy like Malik Brown playing as well as he was, you didn't really need Benny to go in and play the four. Uh, and when Justin Taylor was playing as well as he was, you don't need Chris Bell to come in and not rebound. Um, so, I mean, this was, I think the most complete game of the year, uh, the one that taught us the most about what they actually have, uh, uh in those freshmen that are on the bench, Malik Brown, uh, foremost in that conversation. I mean, he was really, uh, something else off the bench tonight, a double, double the first of his career. He had 11 points, 12 rebounds, a block, two steals, five of his offense or of his rebounds were offensive rebounds. He was just so good. And the other thing that he does uh, is I just feel like he cuts through the D and and attacks the basket uh, more swift, stronger than Jesse does at times. Like He just adds another level of complexity to the offense that I don't think Benny Williams adds and that Jesse Edwards might even lack. Um, So Malik Brown, a guy that I've been talking about since before the season began and people were – you know talking smack in the comments saying Matt doesn't know anything about basketball, blah blah blah. Malik Brown, this Malik Brown, that I said he has the highest floor of any freshman besides Judah Mintz. Who's right now, people? Me, all right, Owen. Go
1: ahead, I did get that off my chest. Go ahead, dude. You know, respect to you. I, I was one of the doubters. Uh, I couldn't fathom when you said in your preseason starting five that. He was going to be in that list. He's good. And, yeah. Uh and, and look at you sitting there, sitting back. just like, let me let this age like fine wine over here. You let that sit. And now here you are. You're having your moment. This was exactly what we talked about. I mean, as recent as yesterday's episode, when we were talking, right, when is that game when the non, you know, Joe Jesse Judah comes out and, and starts to establish themselves a lot more. And, and this seemed like. The day that it happened, and, and you mentioned Malik Brown was incredible in this game. Everything you wanted in, in thirty plus minutes off the bench, uh, the first double double for him, I believe. Uh, right? Is it his first? Yeah, um, so it was his first double double. First double double. Just like he looks it, man. He he really, and that's what we said early on when he was getting those those later game minutes in the early non conference he just looks smooth out there and it looks comfortable and effortless. It was Jeremy and just sort Grantus, of works. I thought. It
0: Jeremy just, Grantus. it really
1: does work. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something that not many people on this team have. And it was another thing, you know, we talked about yesterday in terms of being able to create for himself uh, and find a shot. And I think he, he started to show that tonight. And, and where's the supplementary scoring tonight? A guy like Justin Taylor also with a good game uh, coming in off the bench, putting up 10, shooting two for three from deep, three for six from the floor, a uh, couple of rebounds, a block. I thought he did really well off the bench as well, seemed a little bit more comfortable, really was, you know, showing flashes from that that St. John's game where he was he was the guy. He was the reason they were still alive. Uh, had a the a Bryant couple game. of plays where – what was that? It was the Bryant game. Was it Bryant? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Just... Uh, the Bryant game uh, where he was the reason they were involved and the reason that – that game came down to the wire at all. And he came out tonight and started to look like he had that same comfort level, but being able to put the ball on the floor, quick release on the three, looked apart. And, and I think there are some true questions that I, are in Jim Beheim's mind, that are in the team's mind, that are in the fans' mind in terms of what this starting five should look like the next time this team hits the floor Uh, In a couple of days against Notre Dame, because there is a real case for this starting lineup to be Judah Mintz, Joe Girard, Justin Taylor, Malik Brown, and Jesse Edwards. And I don't think anybody in the Syracuse fan base would be up in arms if they saw that happen. I don't think it's time to write Benny out of the picture by any means. No,
0: yeah. I don't think
1: it's time to completely write Chris Bell out of the picture, although there are people that I think might be on that train at this point in time. But I do think that right now, the way I watched this unit of five play today, with a ton of time on the court together, that did seem like the most comfortable Syracuse basketball has really looked uh, in a little bit in terms of this season. Offensively, they seem to move the ball really well. Jesse Edwards, the distributor. I mean, how about that? Jesse with six assists today. An absolute distributor down there. They seem like they penetrated well. They moved the ball a lot better. They got a lot better looks. And that's why they were able to win this basketball game. And I I think it is because they might have, as you alluded to, found the unit that will work the best together at this point in time.
0: Yeah, and just going back to what you were saying about the starting lineup, um, I feel like if any time it was going to change, it's now uh, for the starting lineup to make a change. And obviously, that would be putting Malik Brown in at the four. Um, And I wouldn't be so surprised, obviously. I mean, at face value, it's not often that Beheim changes the lineup, right? He doesn't do that very often. But in a game where he played one guy 34 minutes and another guy 8 in Malik Brown and Benny Williams respectively, I think we could see that change against Notre Dame. I think we should see that change against Notre Dame. But what that then does is now we've been talking about this battle for the 3 all year long between uh, Chris Bell, who has the starting job, who's had it all season long, despite Bayheim threatening to take it away from him in press conferences. Uh, and then Justin Taylor on the bench, who you mentioned, kept them in the game against Bryant. Now, if Malik Brown secures the four spot, maybe Benny Williams moves into that conversation. The only thing there is that you lose a lot of shooting with Chris Bell or JT off the floor. Um, but you still want Benny to play. I mean, he's still really talented. We saw him play really well recently. Uh, so, I mean, it is a little bit of a conundrum, but it's a good one to have because it means there's a lot of talent to go around. A problem that Syracuse usually doesn't have. So, Correct. there's a lot
1: good here. Um, that one I more we should be focusing on. Yeah, one more thing to to hit before I, I think we take a break here. Um, the thing with the Bayheim and the starting lineup is uh, he is hesitant to change a starting lineup, and it, it doesn't often happen. Uh, and you you typically, barring injury, are going to see the same starting five, sort of around the table. One thing that he does do is the minutes usually are reflective of of what people want in terms of the lineup. And personally, if Chris Bell starts, I don't care. Um, But the minutes need to reflect this and the minutes need to reflect Malik Brown and Justin Taylor being as effective as they are. uh, And as they've shown more times than I think, Chris Bell has this season. And I I think that's what you can come to expect, right? You've seen scenarios. I don't know what the case is, but right. You think back to Coleman and Baikita coming in immediately, you think back to, you know, Alan Griffin taking a three and getting subbed out immediately. When you sort of figure out that things aren't working, he's not always going to change the lineup, but he does typically allow things to reflect in the minutes. So as long as the minutes reflect sort of how they do tonight, I don't care what the lineup is. It's sort of like, um, you know, people were talking about with the Cowboys and the running back situation this year. Is Zeke the starter? Is Pollard the starter? Who cares? As long as they're getting their touches in the right situations and the Cowboys are winning, right? That's what matters. And that's the same thing for Syracuse, right? Whoever comes out on the floor at the start, do I care a little bit? Maybe on paper, I care. I want to see the change. But in reality, I'm very fine with whatever the starting five is, as long as the minutes reflect what they should.
0: You're the king of the analogy. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you're, I think you're totally right about that. As long as, I mean, Benny can start, but if he doesn't play well, as long as he's playing eight minutes and Malik's playing four, it's all fine by me. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. Like you mentioned, this one brought to you by BetOnline, BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball. It's all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, they've got those too. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okie dokie, artichoke. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He's on Valentine. And we continue here. Syracuse took down uh, Virginia Tech inside the Dome, 82-72. A big win, by the way, which we didn't even mention, is a quad two win. Uh, as of right now, my change if Virginia Tech continues to lose within the ACC, but they were 50th in the net rankings. Um, I think that's a quad two win. I'm not you know, a genius on that stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, or as far as I know, it's a quad two win, which might be their first of the year. Um, so that's exciting. One, uh, finally a win. I mean, like we said, most complete game this year, and I think they could have beaten a lot of teams tonight. Uh, they just looked really, really good. Um, let's take it over to Twitter real quick. I just want to see what uh, people are feeling after the W, because this uh, probably was one of the most positive experiences that Syracuse basketball yeah. fans have had all year
1: long. Can I chime uh, in once... quick before we, uh, go, ahead, we sure. go to Twitter sure. fully? Uh, just a couple quick remarks to paraphrase from Twitter uh, from Beheim and the presser uh, sure. as we we're recording this before it's it's been posted or, or live. But uh, uh, Malik Brown, Bayheim said he's playing starters minutes uh, and he stays around the basket and does exactly what the team needs, which I think is what yep. what we just sort of hit on. Right. He's playing the starters minutes. I personally, I get that it might mean something to him. It might mean something to the family. Right. I don't care if his name is announced you know, pregame as a starter, as long as the minutes are there. Uh and then Beheim said that on Benny Williams, uh, he's focused on shooting jump shots too much when they need him to play defense and rebound, uh, which is what, you know, his issue was with that. And then uh, you know, a nod on the defensive side of the ball for for what allowed them to win this game, which, you know, he nods the defense. I think we both were very pleased with the offensive side of things today. Uh and seeing you know, guys score and the ball move around. And I think this team being very effective off off the dribble penetration or just getting entry passes and the attention that Jesse was demanding tonight with, uh, you know, a Virginia Tech team that we discussed isn't gigantic by any means. The attention that Jesse needed allowed for Malik Brown to get open and allowed for three point shots to be, you know, more open than I think we've gotten used to. And not to say that the defense played poorly, but. It is, you know, a nod to what this team did tonight in terms of, as you mentioned, the quality quad to win, despite, you know, Virginia Tech struggling. And this is a win that I think can age nicely if, you know, Couture comes back and they return to sort of the success that they've been having. So right now, getting them when they got them, uh, you know, as they're struggling, this is a team that has shown that they can, they can win basketball games and they've got, you know, an, a handful of, of top 50 in terms of Ken Palm wins already this season. I believe one on the road or at least one on neutral site, if not two. So this is a win that that I hope and I think, even though it's at home, should stay quad two. Um, but we will see.
0: We will see indeed. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, like you said, Bayheim hit the same thing we did. Uh, and like you said, Who cares if he starts as long as he's playing 34? Um, Okay, to Twitter we go. Uh, I'm just going to start reading a couple of them. This guy says uh, that was the most complete game they've played all year so far. We agree with that. Uh, I mean, it's just, just is. Uh, This guy goes from down 12 7 to up 63 41. That's a 27 point difference. That was the best span of basketball they've played all year, Bayheim starting Malik in the second half. This game gives me hope for the rest of the season. Virginia Tech is a tough matchup because of Mutz, so this performance was encouraging. I think that's totally true. I mean, you have to consider that there were really, really good defenders on the other side of the ball, and Syracuse did not care. Uh, And even if they did make a difference, there were offensive rebounds. There were putbacks. Um, I mean, there were a whole variety of shots. I tweeted earlier in the first half about how much I hated that Joe Girard, a few seconds into the shot clock, get to the free throw line, take a turnaround fader. That was a terrible shot. And I think after I tweeted that, I don't think I saw it once. Um, So maybe he heard me, uh, but more realistically, maybe he heard Jim on the sideline screaming not to take that uh, because we didn't see it. But Definitely a good point by that tweeter because there were really good defenders on the other side.
1: And I love the stats tossed in there too, right? If that is, I, I'm going to give the credit there. I you know I love to think it's right. I hope it's right. I assume it's right. Uh, I have no fact to check on that, but if that is the best stretch of basketball they've played in terms of, you know, point differential or whatever, I, I think it is a nod to, to how the team came out and played and, they showed some spark in that Virginia game, especially down the stretch in the in the last sort of ten minutes of the second half. Showed a little bit of life, showed a little bit of fight, and they came out today. And I'm not going to say it was a slow start; it was a back and forth start. They got down a couple of points. I don't think anyone was, you know, terrified at that point in time. And they came out; and they figured some things out. As you, you know, as mentioned in the tweet, Malik Brown—that's sort of when the minutes started and. I'd love to see – is there a plus-minus on this? No. Um, I'd love to see the plus-minus with him in today uh, and sort of when he came in, what that difference might have been because he was so effective. And just, you know, tip the cap. That's a good tweet. I appreciate that. I think he covered a lot of good stuff, nailed a lot of people's thoughts at this point uh, based on that game.
0: Yeah, totally um another one good win with a lot of bench production i hope we can figure out how to keep benny consistent and confident that was always his thing last year was confidence uh once that happens and the whole team becomes more consistent maybe an elite eight ceiling isn't an outrageous preseason take look at that guy coming to your aid you gotta you gotta thank this man cole thank you he's coming to your aid
1: is Um, that it's cole on twitter on youtube because I, I was going to shout out It's Cole on YouTube. So I hope you're this the same This guy is person. Cole Fluker. I don't know if it's the same guy. The guy on YouTube's name is It's Cole. Um, but It's Cole, I'm going to give him the shout now. And if it's the same guy, huge. If not, both of you enjoy your shout outs. Um, but It's Cole said 10 hours ago, which would have been probably eight and a half hours before tip-off, hot take, SU wins big in a blowout. And you're pretty darn close. This was fringe blowout. Uh, wins big, I think is accurate. I don't know if we can quite, quite call it a blowout, but wins big, uh, nailed the take. So I hope this is the same guy because I appreciate you. Yeah, man.
0: Um, but you know, he hit the nail on the head. Bench production was huge, but that's also, you know, partly because he just played the guys on the bench more, uh, than the starters, but Hey, how about Siamir three, um there was a lot to like there when Monier played, he looked decent except for his three fouls um but there was a lot to like about the bench, so uh, I think he's definitely right about that as well okay. let's take one more break and then we will look ahead a little bit towards the next game on Syracuse's schedule. But first, let me tell you about built bars. Owen loves a built bar. What makes built bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in hundred percent real chocolate that's real chocolate, okay. Uh, and if you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. I'm not sure our Built does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. you have been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Okay, let's continue. Um, Next up on the schedule for Syracuse is... Notre Dame they come to the dome this Saturday last time the Irish were the opponent. It was at Purcell Pavilion in South Bend. Now they come to salt city uh and this should be a pretty easy game um you know realistically, this should be another win for Syracuse. Notre Dame has not played so strong this season, and earlier in the season, Syracuse already beat them, albeit by one point. Uh, But what we learned in that game was that they have nobody that can guard Jesse Edwards. He was on a rampage in that game. And hopefully Malik Brown uh, gets the same kind of minutes he did in this one, in that one, and that he can help dominate. Um, But if you can get two wins in a row right here after a close-ish loss to Virginia, that could be a real nice momentum builder heading in to a game at the Watsko Center in Coral Gables, Florida, against Miami, who have been just on fire. Uh, Miami, not an easy team to play, especially on the road. And if Syracuse can win that one, that's a quad one win. Uh, And that is definitely a resume builder in terms of tourney time talk. Um, So how do you feel about Syracuse going into this game, Owen? I guess my question that I'll answer myself as well is, how much has your confidence in this team grown? Since the last game,
1: this was huge because I think I, I wanted to be confident based on that Virginia game well, because I yeah, and the think the pieces are there. Yeah, they, they showed enough in that Virginia game. It was not pretty from start to finish by any means, but there were stretches against a team that is defensively gives you nightmares and gives really good teams nightmares uh, and a really effective team, and that anybody can score. And they held their own. And they came back and they had dominant spurts in that game where where they were controlling things and, and ran the pace that they wanted to play and the style of basketball that they wanted to play. So the confidence was like, it was there. I, I wanted it to start building right at that point. I didn't quite jump. And I think other people referenced that as well because I think Syracuse actually bumped two spots in rankings after the Virginia loss. So the, the confidence was starting to be seen as well and after this game i i think the confidence is is bumping significantly because it does show that this is a syracuse team that as we alluded to in our preview for this virginia tech game it's a syracuse team that we think has what it takes to win basketball games they're just as you know you hit on and as we hit on at the start of the show there hasn't been that complete game until now and seeing that complete game it's a really good you know, game of basketball that they're playing. Are there still things to improve? Sure. But right now, I I do think that the confidence should be there for the most part. Uh, As a Syracuse fan, as somebody watching this team play tonight, I think you should be walking around tomorrow, the rest of the week, leading up to the Notre Dame game with a hell of a lot of confidence. And I think this Notre Dame game is very much on the docket as this Notre Dame team is struggling and they're not great. And as you said, Jesse, was able to be dominant in that basketball game. And there's a lot of things on Syracuse's side in terms of the matchup that this Notre Dame game presents. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of the the things that we talked about the first time around, right? You've got five guys for Notre Dame that play the game. You got two guys that come in for, for sparse minutes, 10 to 15 minutes each uh, maybe a pinch more, but, you got five guys that play basketball for Notre Dame and two guys that come in in very sparse moments. So this is a team that you want to be able to feed Jesse, feed Malik, uh, who are guys that are going to be able to play their, You know, size-wise, Jesse's got that huge advantage, physicality, things like that. This is a really good opportunity for Syracuse in that game to continue building on what I think should be some really, really solid momentum, right? When you think about it, in reality, they have won eight of their last 10, right? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, eight of their last 10, including a pretty solid start to ACC play in terms of record, now being four and two in the conference. Uh, obviously, I think we're going to look back on that pit game and want it back. It's and so bad. I was yeah. just
0: looking at that
1: so like, Right now, a win against Notre Dame, really, really starting to build some confidence. I would be a little worrisome if I was Miami, even at home. Uh, I, I think this is a team that if they come out and play a good game of basketball against Notre Dame, uh, might be starting to play with with that confidence, that spark, and that sort of chemistry and cohesion that I would be very worried about.
0: Totally, um, but confidence-wise for me, I mean, I now feel like the team can actually go on some kind of streak uh, and actually make a run at the tournament. I mean, you know, they had a decent record going into this game, but, you know, it wasn't fantastic, um, and I didn't feel entirely confident that they would even have a chance come March, but now after this game where it seems like Beheim finally gave the right guys a chance to play – uh, and, again, we're going to find out in the next couple of games if they can really hang with the big dogs. But I, I confidence is, is definitely skyrocketing um, after this one. I just feel way, way better about what this team can do. And hopefully you get a jolt uh, from Jesse because he's still – I mean, 13 points, nine boards, six assists, like you mentioned. He was solid, but he wasn't great. Hopefully against Notre Dame he could pop off once again. Uh, and and we didn't even really talk about it but a really solid joe girard performance in this game shot 50% from the floor 24 points uh 3 of 7 from 3 got to give him credit where when it's due and it certainly is tonight he was really really solid hopefully we can get more uh from him uh just like me, that uh, what do he got
1: before we close this up let me rapid fire a couple uh couple of shout outs i was going to say shout this out to he really does. i like to close it out right sometimes especially game episodes Um, you know, you don't get to hit on every single thought that you had through the entire game. Um, But shout out to Joe Girard. This is a nod to the, you know, production he's been having recently that we get through an episode after a 24 point performance out of him. And we don't talk to him until the 26 and a half minute. Uh, So that is a nod to sort of the expectations he's been developing and the game he's been playing. I will say this. This is a game of basketball from Jesse Edwards that I'm fine with if he does every night. I don't think he needs to score more than this. If he is being as effective uh, as he was tonight, especially in terms of distributing. So shout out to him. Um, I don't know. Shout out to students who I assume will be back uh, pretty darn soon. So they got some some momentum to build off of when they return. What's another shout out? Give me a random person. Let's see. I gave him some credit, uh, but I will say, let me actually throw this. Shout out Judah is almost incredible up Oh and my under with the one handed layup. Dude. I thought that was going it down. It would have been so crazy. So much fun. That was That was crazy. I don't I, I that just it was so much like and it's not. It was Dr. Level, J. Obviously. It just made it me scream your- like, yeah. That or the Jordan sort of rock the baby go underneath too. like I, obviously in terms of a layup, but just fun. And it was like it was cool to watch them Play a game of basketball where it seemed like they really were having fun and being able to play with a little bit of looseness, not in a bad way. Uh, and so that's the final shout. I'm also going to do this because we sometimes don't give him credit and um, we like to critique, but we have a few times. And I will close this out. Shout out Jim Bayheim tonight, uh, making a change, sticking with it to start the second half in terms of Malik Brown. And hopefully we see this continue. Moving forward, because I think everybody's eyes uh, see one change that needs to happen and a battle right now for that three spot, which, as you said, contains Benny Williams at this point in time.
0: Yep.
1: Yep. 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 Yep.
0: All right. That's it for Lockdown Syracuse today. Thanks for making it your first listen. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown On College Basketball. When I say our, I mean Locked on, not me and Owen. Uh, experts Isaac Shod and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. I'm Matt Bonaparte. He is Owen Valentine. We'll talk to you tomorrow.